0: yeah yo what's up man
1: hey bro how you doing
0: pretty good can you hear me good
1: i can hear you well sweet yeah how's it going bro man it's great Good, good, good good to uh good to hear from you man uh How's, uh, how's things been going? Uh, you guys getting back to rolling over there, SC in Oklahoma? Um,
0: yeah, we we've been back for a couple weeks now. Sweet. You know, yeah. yeah,
1: we we have two. We're technically breaking the law doing it. Um,
0: I mean, I think I feel like most of us are. So.
1: Oh hey I, them, I heard a gym us. timer. Nice. <laughs> I'm back all right man all good yeah um you know we a couple with we, two weeks ago like may 4th that we started uh doing basically the same thing i see a lot of the gyms from oklahoma doing uh and there are some gyms here in arkansas but the most of the gyms in arkansas are not doing jiu-jitsu right now and we're not really? doing ki- we're not doing kids uh we're only doing
0: adults really i figured like guys like Westside, and um i guess uh, Russellville or even Matthew Smith's way well, I figured they would be up but I understand you know i not wanting to
1: yeah you know I hadn't seen what Westside's doing that's um I wonder I wonder what they are doing but like Inferno for example like Northwest yeah. Arkansas that they, they have multiple gyms up there like yeah. hundreds of students and no jiu-jitsu and they're shut down they're, they're, they opened back and started having, like, they have kit classes, right? So, but, yeah, they were shut down for weeks. And, like, they're doing some underground rolling and stuff, like we all were, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Man, um, I feel like um, the schools with the owners that have uh, multiple businesses and other avenues of revenue, I feel like they kept their doors closed longer because they could afford to, you know, some, some guys, you know – all, all they do is jujitsu, and they were forced to open. I mean, it's either let your business close or, you know, do what you do. Like, what do you do? You know?
1: Well, and, man, I mean, I know every community is and will be hit with this, but we've had businesses close in Russellville uh, in, like, our local community and then um, statewide we've had multiple businesses, but I've seen everybody make those posts like, oh yeah, this, this business isn't coming back. They've uh, made the decision to close down, you know?
0: Yeah, that's terrifying.
1: Yeah, it is, man. But uh, I've been, you know, I've been a big supporter. There's been a lot of, of jujitsu guys like uh, really being vocal, like Eddie Fivey and um, uh, like Tanner Rice. And, I mean, but several people have been, like some states like just their orders. Oh, um uh, that James David Gray guy in Michigan. Like the like some states are just like draconian with their orders. Really? You know? So uh I feel fortunate that like probably like our two states are not as uh strictly enforced as some of the people I'm talking to and like yeah,
0: I noticed the I think the more conservative states they're really about opening up, letting us get back to work. Um blue states they're more reluctant but i mean i understand both sides you know can't live in fear but you also have to take care of each other it's crazy it is man it is
1: (laughs) but yeah hey man i you know i think that uh i mean most people i'm talking to are handling it well staying positive and like my attitude's just been perseverance you know Well, hey, dude. So I was just going to obviously talk to you about, uh, guess what, jiu-jitsu. Um, <laughs> um, well, anyway, man, like, you know, I know I've, I've seen you and been around you. I even had a, a match with you at AGF once upon a time over the years and watched you compete and been at IBJJFs with you at different times, uh, in different parts of the country. So, but, man, I think a lot of people know who you are. Um, you, you know, just like what you've been doing with super fights and stuff, but like what, what led you to here? Like what led you to jujitsu?
0: Um, man, uh, not really sure if people are ready for that. (laughs) Um, so I got, man, I got into some trouble. Like when I was, uh, I think I was eight, actually 19, getting ready to turn 20. And I actually, I did some legitimate time, like prison time. For it, um, I went in for arson. Um, some of my friends and I we were just being dumb, typical kid with no uh, like guidance or direction or anything. But I got into some trouble, and while I was in, I had this silly uh, like we would watch uh, the UFC fights on uh, on Spike. That's when they were on Spike, and uh, he was like, "Bro, I can show you this." Like he would show me the triangle or the armbar. Hip bump suite. He was like, he actually pulled me to the side because I was still kind of fighting a lot. I was like fighting. I just I love fighting. It was just I grew up fighting. It was just what we did. It was almost cultural for me. But um I was fighting and he pulled me to the side. Look, we love watching the fights. He's like, I can show you this. Um turns out he trained jujitsu in Oklahoma City before he had gotten into trouble. In uh, the facility that I was at, we had bags and we had some mats. They would let us like drill stuff and grapple nice. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I started when I was in, and uh, I got out. Had to work like I had a pretty decent job, like, but it was in the way, and I I, I knew that I wanted to train full time, so I ended up quitting my job and just diving in, and I was fortunate enough to be able to do so and here we
1: are yeah. yeah man that's that's a great story actually because here's the thing man um i got a good friend of mine who's actually a student at the gym his son he used to train with me right but mm-hmm. he around got to around the same age and got in a little bit of trouble then like couldn't pay his fines and yeah. this and that and long story short he ends up going to jail for like a year and a half and um you know, gets in trouble when he's in jail for fighting one time and and it gets prolonged and all this, but long story short, like he is super young and made some mistakes and, and now, now is, you know, on the other side of that, but man, like just the whole people, like you said, do people with, with a limited guidance or even like this guy, he even had some guidance. People are young and stupid and make
0: mistakes. Yeah, people do dumb stuff, man. I, I really, I had a, I really didn't have guidance. Um, So my, my pops, my pops died when I was like five. So it was pretty much my mother. And then I moved away with my cousins and we were just a bunch of young dummies hanging out, you know, and I found some friends, some, some bad friends and it just spiraled out of control. I mean, it happens, you know. Well, and two,
1: what's sad is, uh, and you, you've you uh, overcome this uh, part of uh, every, uh, many people's stories with that is like, you were able to emerge back into society and become an entrepreneur and uh, be a part of a successful business and all the other things you got going on. So like, that's, uh, whereas usually, because of the way so- the social uh, norms are, it's like, oh, you made a mistake when you were 19 Well, you're gonna oh, yeah. be punished forever.
0: Forever. And you know what's crazy is they, they do make it harder. Like recidivism is so high because they put so many roadblocks in front of you to, it's it's almost, I don't wanna say impossible, but man, if you don't have like the proper support, you're you're gonna end up going back. And I feel like I was, man, the martial arts community is so amazing especially like the jujitsu side of it and they really do look out for each other and man i was really blessed to like find this culture you know i was lucky you know some people don't get that lucky
1: man it is like it's that the sort of values that come with when people say like the jujitsu lifestyle or or just the 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 sort of lifestyle a martial artist would live right cuz like i got yeah. i I, I pursue other things like boxing, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, gi, no-gi. And, I mean, I'm sure you do some cross-training yourself. I've seen you guys yeah, so have course. bags and stuff in your gym. What, yeah, all, what, all, what all do you guys have going on? Like, what? Like, tell me about your business a little bit.
0: Um, so here, uh, I, I run this facility with uh, TJ Tomlin. We have two schools. Okay, um, run, I'm friends
1: with him on Facebook.
0: Yeah, um, American Elite. Um, he basically uh, recruited me to run this uh, facility, man. I was... I was teaching in Shawnee and uh, I was teaching Muay Thai and I, my school started growing. And uh, I just kind of grew apart from that school and he recruited me to uh, come teach this one, which is great, it was good timing because I was living in my gym. And my girl and I had broken up and man, it was, it was crazy. But anyways, um, here I have uh, kickboxing, uh, like day classes, night classes. I have kids jujitsu, adults Jiu Jitsu. Um, I have it all my first love was Muay Thai I started teaching kickboxing first nice I didn't know that but but yeah but jujitsu kind of took over (laughs) you know it does
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no I mean it's man I you know I love kickboxing but I've never and and I have times where I'm like as obsessed with striking as I am jujitsu but jujitsu just in the immersion of my mind is definitely probably number one you know, I would say without question.
0: Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. Like It can be all consuming, but yeah, I've been, I've been teaching. Um, I've been teaching for about eight, eight years now. It was crazy. I've I pretty much been teaching myself jujitsu since I was a blue belt. Um, I was training at AMA under Kendrick Coleman and um, he gave my blue belt, but I was, I lived so far. I was driving like, um, an hour there an hour back every day for like, like two years two and a half years. And uh, my buddy opened up this gym. He's like, Hey, you want to run, help me run this school? And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll teach the kickboxing. And he would, he would teach the jujitsu. And uh, where's that going?
1: Uh, we're just kind of talking like background and stuff. Like at what point, uh, like at what point did you find some coaches?
0: Right. Um, right, man i I haven't had I haven't had a coach since Bluebell. Wow. Um, like my closest I actually, I my, haven't
1: either. Really, honestly, I haven't either.
0: My closest coach was Brandon Quick. That's like my mentor. He's my like my brother, and uh, like everything that I that I've learned, I've pretty much gotten from him. Like working with AGF and like bringing him down for seminars and like his videos, like his YouTube channel just great like his yeah you know, I was extensive like i learned pretty much all of my jujitsu from Brendan and like blending it like what styles from like hafa or who or, well pretty much who's whoever's the best at whatever position I'm on I try to study them and get my information uh, from them and that's pretty much how I've um, learned jujitsu for the past eight years
1: Man, and, you know, you mentioned the AGF, and I know I know you have a, a lot of competition background. Um, but, like, how has uh like, influenced your game? It's, like, just the the – I've been talking to my students about, like – like, a lot of people don't want to watch jujitsu, jitsu and I've, like, been encouraging them to do that. But, like, you get to watch jiu like, yeah, for man, so many hours. How does that oh impact your game?
0: Um, I think it benefits me as a competitor and a coach because I get to see who's doing what in what region of the country and what my kids aren't doing. If all the kids are doing this, if my kids aren't doing this, I'm definitely gonna bring this back to my kids or my students or, you know, um, it's basically like an eight to 12 hour study (laughs) study session. And uh, I think it's benefited me as a competitor because I know what the refs are looking for. I know what, I know where they're gonna be. I know when I can do what. I know it helped. It helped me understand the the point system, um, using it for my advantage. Um, I think refing what has probably been the the most beneficial thing to my jujitsu journey. Well, like working with AGF, you know, refing and competing. <clears throat> Those have pretty much been my coaches. Competition jujitsu.
1: So. You know, I, I've I've followed your competitions over the years, man. I've got to see you, obviously, live at AGS and stuff, but uh, Fight to Wins as well. Um, do you have a preference? Do you like doing both? Do you take more away from tournament play than you do super fights? Like, what what would you – how would you differentiate?
0: Um, man, I like them both um, because it brings out – it makes you use your jujitsu, your jujitsu in different ways, like playing the game of points. Um, I like, I like playing the game. I love the puzzles and the ob- like the, the obstacles that it puts in front of you. It's a, it's a game. I love the game. Um, Sub only. It's, I feel like it's more pure, like your jujitsu. You know what I mean. Um, I like that as well because I can, I can just do whatever I want without um fear of losing points and losing the match because I hate losing so um like I like playing the game um I like sub only I think everyone should dabble in both you know yeah they both have uh, uh, their benefits but I think that uh, if I was if I was to call one more pure it would be sub only but I do like the point game it's fun yeah it's, a, it's challenging it's a little different
1: Have you done any, which I know this is like the least spectator friendly, uh, but have you had like done any no time limit matches or anything like that
0: ever? Um, I've never done a no time. Wait, actually, um, I think there was a, man, I don't think I've done a no time limit
1: yeah those seem to be pretty rare, right like there's, there's been a few, a couple of big ones but uh, what's the longest match you've ever done more than 20 minutes
0: the longest match i th- I think my longest match was 13 minutes nice I think it was and that was a I think that was at Bluebell and that was a, that was a sub-only tournament that used to run down through Texas i forget I forgot the name of them. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, sure,
1: I'm sure you've seen a ton of tournaments uh, come oh, and go just regionally.
0: Yeah, we're, we're ridiculous.
1: <laughs> well, man, you mentioned, um, you know, Brandon. I had him on the podcast a while back. I mean, I, and, and like, just watching your passing game and, and some other things you do I, and watching also uh, Hoffa Mendez. And I've seen you kind of talk about Hoffa a little bit in some of your posts. But what are some other uh, players that have been, like, a big influence on, like, you you piecing together your game, like influences, inspiration? Um,
0: um as far as like as far as Nogi, um, I would say some local guys actually. Like, I don't know if you know, you probably know Jams Partridge. Like I love yeah, everything.
1: Yeah, Jams is great. I've had he's had a yeah. seminar at my gym before.
0: Yeah, I brought him down to mine too. Um I love um everything he does. He he puts out great competitors and I just love his style his flow. Like his trap. He has trap systems that um, he's not sharing with everyone. But I see uh, <laughs> um, jams, and then you know, you know, Craig Jones. Um, he was. He's definitely the, the the biggest force of my leg lock stuff. And then of course, Brandon Quick. You know, I and I I see like all the greats, but I just I can't I can't vibe with everything that they do. Is certain people, you know, I have injuries and ailments and only certain things I could do. So um I'm pretty picky about who I decide to follow or try to mimic. Um
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. how tall are you too? You you're kind of a uh, lanky uh lanky guy.
0: I'm six one. Okay.
1: Okay. I'm six one.
0: But um no geeks like Jams, Craig Jones, uh, of course Brandon Quick, and then Gee, uh my top game uh, of course our local legend uh, Lovato man his his passing is yes for sure man he's a he's probably the the one of the best passers uh, in the game nobody talks about his passing enough well Lovato for sure of course hoffa Mendez and then um, I would say. Lachlan Giles, but he studies the Meow Brothers a lot, you know. Well, I guess they train under, uh, what's the what's name with the divorce? Murillo Santana. His, his guard passing is absurd. The pressure is ridiculous. I actually did a seminar with him. But, um, yeah, the, like the, body, the whole body lock system I've been working on, um, the headquarters from Lovato's and, like, mm-hmm. the movement. Uh, and reactions that uh, Hoffa-Mendez likes to use. That's like a, like my guard, man, I kind of just, I would say a newer guy like um, Nicholas Merigali. He has really, uh, really long legs. And um, I do like his, like his De La Riva X game. It's, it just fits well with, like, my injuries and things. And, uh, yeah.
1: So how, how many years have you been training now? Uh, are you, you are you still doing IBJJFs and stuff? Are you masters?
0: I yeah, I do. I try to do all of them. I mix it up. I do a Doe and masters. Um, I, I do notice a difference. Um, but yeah, I do. Um, you asked the, the tournaments that I did. Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. Basically, like uh, I, I had, I didn't know if you were still doing IBJJF oh. and like wh- what side of the uh, ad- adult or masters you fell on. Um, but
0: yeah, I do, I do um, IBJJF. Uh, that's probably my like my. I mean, you have to do IBJJF for anyone to listen to you. Almost, <laughs> um, I do adult and master. Like no gi, I'll I'll do adult, and a gi, I'll do master. Um, I just recently started that because, man, adult in a gi. Actually, adult black belt gi is probably the hardest thing that I've ever done, like on the planet. It's it's rough, like not gonna yeah. lie, and it's fun. And uh, I've been in the trenches, and man, it's just it's it's a whole nother monster. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do I do master one. I think I'm master two, but I do master one in the in the gi and I do adult no gi but everywhere else I pretty much do adult I do adult pretty much the whole time yeah yeah Uh
1: right, so how what's your total training time been you mentioned some injuries you you kind of racked up over the years like how long have you been um, doing this
0: um 10 years uh, well it'll be 10 years in uh October 10 years October wow and right. I've been I've been training consistently like two and three days since blue belt. Nice.
1: That's amazing, man. Like, uh, just knowing you, I'm like, Oh wow. He's only been training 10 years. Like, uh, cause you, you've, I've seen you do some amazing shit. So that's uh, <laughs> over in, in two, man. Like when did you get promoted to bite belt? You've been bite belt for uh, a well, minute, right?
0: I, uh, a year and a half now.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, So, do you have any recovery methods that you, like, when you take an injury, like, how are you overcoming that while running a school, et cetera?
0: Um, So, I mean, if I get injured, I kind of have to still be here. So, I'm still here teaching. I'll drill a little bit and just avoid using whatever's injured. And if I have to, like, completely stay off of it, then I'll stay off of it. Uh, Luckily, I haven't had any serious injuries since, like, Purple Belt busted my knee up but I haven't had anything serious like I've banged some stuff up but nothing some rest couldn't fix you know
1: mm-hmm. nice but
0: I normally man so like I it's hard to I had to learn how to uh, take care of my body because I'm teaching day and night and doing privacy in between and I would roll so much and my body would just be Trashed by Wednesday, you know my body would be done. Like, why can't I? What am I doing wrong? And then I had to like start picking and choosing. I had to realize I can't roll every class. I can't roll every private. I can't. You just can't. Your body can't take it. So I had to have to navigate uh, through the classes for competition. You know, have to have to be particular about um, which classes I'm going to roll hard in. Like according to who's going to come in and train with me, you know?
1: Is that something like that over the years, like with time and getting older, doing this, that you slowed down a little bit, did your recovery slow down? Or is it um, just kind of always been that way when you're training? I don't, like
0: think, I don't think that I've slowed down, but I have like, um, you know, the, A little tweaks make it a little bit harder, you know. They they start building up.
1: For sure, yeah.
0: They just make it a little bit harder, but like I said, nothing but nothing. A little rest can't take care of.
1: So, like outside of the gym, um, this had been paramount for me, just for aches and pains, because for the longest time, since like since I stopped competing, really, and like. Then I was only doing it when there was a competition coming up, which at certain points was all the time. But like exercising at a fitness center, like not—I never have been big on free weights, but like machines, cardio, elliptical, row machine, pull-ups. It's like a whole uh, routine I do at the fitness center. I go there essentially every day. They're they're still my fitness center, still closed sauna. They got everything. But you do anything like that to help you with your jujitsu?
0: I normally, man, not really. I just roll a ton. But if I'm getting ready for like a major tournament, then I would definitely um uh do some strength and conditioning a few months before lift some weights like four pans or like a title shot or whatever. I'll, I'll definitely lift. But I try I try not to mean because I roll so much and I think that um I could get it. I can get what I need just by rolling kind of taking on Marcelo Garcia's approach.
1: <laughs> I, I was just thinking that dude, I was just thinking that. Cause he says that and I, I hear people bring that up periodically, but that's a, that's a perspective worth considering.
0: Yeah. yeah um, but I, I think now you, in order to win like a major, you have to, you have to do strength and conditioning because everyone else is <laughs> and times are a little bit different from when Marcelo was the king yeah for sure the game's not, evolved now everyone is jacked up or half of them are on steroids you
1: know, I, oh, know. I, was, I was just thinking about that like what do you think about that like have you run into that any do you agree um, to yeah agree i
0: with felt it? it and i i don't i think that they should allow everyone to do it you know
1: why I not agree. because well i think that the poor regulation it, it, it's like the fact that there are always cheaters. There always have been cheaters. They always right. miss people. They're always gonna miss people. That just since you can't, can't, you can't, you know, come up with a system that actually works. Just make it, you know, let everybody do it and stop trying to it.
0: Steroids are great. You sleep better. <laughs> you recover better. Uh, stronger, faster man
1: sleep dude that is uh such an important thing as well and like uh, the sort of pitfall on jujitsu is like you know your back is sore your elbow t- aches pains tweaks you toss and turn in the night don't sleep quite as well and that affects everything else like uh do you do anything for uh sleep uh I- at all like uh have you ever no, had man. any problems sleeping or anything like that
0: yeah I, man i struggle with that Um, I struggle with sleep, and I think it's something to do with, like, my ADHD. Like, after four hours of sleep, I have to make myself stay asleep. It's crazy because I'll get up and be ready to go. And um, if I, like, like the other day, I had a match, a super fight, and I knew I wasn't going to get any sleep, so I got some sleepy time tea, you know, to help me sleep. Yeah to at least get eight hours I think seven hours my I was like okay I'm ready to get up (laughs) but um yeah I still struggle with that but I do know that if I need some sleep I can take some sleepy time tea.
1: what is that guy like melatonin in it
0: yeah melatonin
1: yeah I did I take melatonin there's a time when I was really struggling with sleep and for like a year and a half I just started teaching college full-time and um gym was really growing had a lot going on and i took melatonin and i really didn't like it, it, it i just told people it's like getting punched in the face with sleep <laughs> yeah you know, like i would go to sleep and i'd sleep all the way through the night but um, yeah. i really didn't like having to rely on that and i listened to that david goggins book i don't know if you've um i'm sure you know who david goggins is i don't know if you're listening to his book but it's called can't hurt me and he goes into he's like you got to get up at four. That's the difference. He had all this like uh, these ideas behind it. So I started getting up at four and that mm-hmm. just like regulated my ass. Like I sleep all- I go to sleep naturally around like nine to 10 o'clock after training, I get out of the gym around seven thirty to eight, come home, eat, crash naturally. And I just wake up at four and it's like, I get plenty of sleep. It, it, it's working out for me, but that's been like the only thing I've ever tried that's like, Oh, this is easy.
0: I'm in a routine. yeah, man I that's the the hardest part of this whole thing for me has been sleep, like getting regular sleep. yeah, but i I have a ton of kids and I run a school and so <laughs> yeah, I'm always on the go.
1: Well, man, what do you what do you have kind of plans uh, for the future in terms of competitions? You got anything else coming up? I know everything's kind of been on freeze, but I knew I do know you also just had a match. So
0: yeah, um, the match was crazy. I took it, you know, for the love of the sport. <laughs> um, I was for sure out of shape. Timing was off. It was terrible. Probably the my worst jiu- – jiu- match ever i feel like a white belt like my forearms are fried uh, like i was gassed out four minutes in i remember looking at the clock and thinking really <laughs> halfway through um yeah i don't i don't plan on competing until at the end of summer when i'm actually in shape uh i hope i'm hoping that uh IBJGF gets going. I know AGF is going to get going. I'll probably be doing some work with them, of course.
1: June in, in Arkansas, I think I saw them post that they're yeah. I'm hoping
0: I'm hoping that um, stays. Uh, hoping that one stays, of course, because I'll be there for sure. I probably won't compete, but I'll be refing. definitely. Right on. Right on. Yeah. I I don't I don't plan on competing until I'm back in shape because that's the worst feeling is competing out of shape yeah
1: do you ever run or anything
0: uh no nah, man <laughs> i ride i ride bikes
1: oh nice nice yeah dude running sucks i've been doing it for like six months uh yeah. and I, I have not done over a 10k which is sure. like six miles but um i usually just do like a mile before something or not i'm not
0: really a runner man i actually hate it, <laughs> oh, dude, it um, it's terrible i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I, I ran track and we would have to r- run as warm-ups but i hated it i was a sprinter though i'm not really a, a jogger long distance runner yeah yeah for sure
1: uh so you know like a, so a couple of your like uh let's say we, we talked about your passing and stuff but um Man, a couple of things that I would know you for also. Uh just like kind of wanted to get your take on them and like maybe how you how you integrated them into your game or just some of your thoughts would be um the truck. I've seen you the hit truck. the tr- the trucks, some sick transition competitions. So like how did you start working on that? Um
0: uh, so I think Brandon Quick, one of Brennan Quick's guys trucked someone at uh a tournament and then I was at the time I was studying like the 10th planet guys and they were trucking and um like Brandon's philosophy kind of hit well with me so I kind of took off with it and I noticed that uh like in competition like no one was ready for the truck I I feel like they're most most people still aren't but they are aware of it but uh when I started trucking most people just they were they weren't familiar with uh, the ins and outs of it so I was able to catch a lot of people like a lot of people and um, it just with my passing style like the way that um, the easiest truck entry for me is probably the entries from turtle like when they turtle up and my passing style forces turtle a lot so it just blended so well with my passing style like my style forces turtle and then It became so easy, like a reflex, to just dive into it from. And I figured it out from so many angles, and it just, I just kind of took off with it.
1: Has it been something you've hit quite a bit in competition?
0: I think if there's a trap that I hit most, it would be the truck. Well, between the truck and like the honey hole, I would say um, the truck, but everyone's caught on to like not caught on but they're aware of it so it's harder to truck people i i for sure have to like go out of state or, or out of the region to truck people um but yeah the, uh, i would say the truck probably is still my most high percentage trap system
1: well okay so also i gotta i gotta ask you about this is i've seen you um over the, like the last year or so, uh, just on video, uh, working a foot sweep. Oh, foot sweep, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Is that something I, I like it just reminds me of that Seth Daniels foot sweep, right? Yeah,
0: well that's man, so his video had gone viral. Like he foot swept this dude at pants, yeah, made man. the dude like splash, hit his head, I think it was purple belt or something. And I saw that and man, it just like, I felt like I could do it. Cause I've done, I did it on accident a couple times before I had even uh, figured it out. And I saw the video. I'm like, okay, that's a thing. And then uh, Seth put out an instructional and I studied it, studied it and I practiced it on my students, my poor guys. I practiced on them for like uh, for a good year before I, tried it in competition and then i my first my first like nogi like super fight i guess um i broke it out against uh daniel roberts at the beginning of the year and it just kind of took off i did it i've been hitting it ever since
1: nice yeah i've seen i've seen videos of you hitting it like do you get it? gi and no gi? Do you have a preference on your? On um,
0: it's like I get it in both, and it's really it works really well on jujitsu and wrestlers because everyone comes out in a stance usually, and it's all about it's all about that stance. But judo guys, I can't I can't foot sweep them that way. I have to tie them up and do like uh, an actual <laughs> judo foot sweep. Yeah, instead of a little trick (laughs) but um, yeah I I mean I I practiced it and I just started hitting it I hit it everywhere from like local super fights I hit it at pans fight to win like my my nogi super fight I hit it on AGF all the time when when
1: did you start hitting it is it like since white belt oh
0: it was was it it? was at I I think I was, I was Brown actually because I, I hit it at Pants. Um, it was at Brown, like my second year at Brown Belt. And my first, like, like I said, my first time hitting it was against Daniel Roberts. And that was like a January. So I guess it was like a year and a half ago. Well, almost a year and a half ago when I really started doing it. So I guess year two of Brown Belt. Thanks, Ed. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>
1: yeah nice well man that's like i've I've seen him at that and I think he even released like a instructional series or something on it yeah he has
0: a he has a couple he has one on youtube and one on bjj fanatics
1: man bjj fanatics what a what a great place for resources right i mean Gosh. i love that it's, place
0: it's it's so great because you you're literally learning from all the best at who. All of the best at whatever they do. It's right in front of our faces. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good.
1: You say you know, and I've seen Brandon's got, um, I believe, an instructional on there, or he at least has one on Budo videos. But is that yeah, something yeah. we we might see from you on down the road, like some instruction? Um,
0: maybe hopefully, I'd like to um, I'd like to win a major at black belt first before I do anything like that, so people would listen to me. that's my first goal (laughs) and then uh and then probably focus on that i don't i like the instructionals but i want to i want people to be like oh i want to get that kevin williams instructional you know
1: (laughs) yeah and i know you've been doing seminars over the last uh, couple years it seems like has that been something you've been getting a more of a frequency of people reaching out just because of seeing some Um, of your some of your work
0: yeah they i I, I put out my work so people can see, you know, and if they like it, maybe they'll bring me down and it's been working. I've been doing, I think last year I did like seven seminars or something like that. Um, the year before I did, uh, I think I did like five. So I'm, I'm trying to, I want to be able, in the end, I want to be able to travel. I want to do like one seminar every other month, you know, Pay my bills with that and relax <laughs> that's my goal um like hanacho Tavares, man this man he he's like he's my black belt he travels the world teaching seminars and training jujitsu and I, I feel like he was the first person to put that in my face and i was like man i really i want to do that like i just want to teach and travel and train
1: well, man, yeah. And as much as you're traveling with AGF, I, you know, the opportunity I would uh, I would imagine is uh, is there
0: for you to you know, oh, man. Uh, be bringing you so, in. So I, I got this really great opportunity that I want oh, to I want to say right here. But I can't I'm uh, you'll you'll be hearing it hopefully pretty soon. But I, I do have a great opportunity coming up and uh, I can't wait to tell everyone about nice. it. It's, it's in that area, so all right.
1: Heck yeah, man. Well, bro, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh come and add to the audience list. I've been having uh some awesome jujitsu guys on and oh man, I know I've
0: been watching it's pretty
1: great. Well thank hey, thanks for the support too. And um I got some good ones coming on. I'm talking to Jason Scully right now about a time.
0: What? So <laughs> nice. yes,
1: right. Um, <laughs> i love that dude's material and what he's done that with the grapplers guy oh
0: yeah the grapplers guy was for sure I like if like if you're like a blue or like purple belt trying to run a school and you were not using the grapplers guy then you're missing a piece
1: <laughs> yeah that guy was that guy was really ahead of the curve I i really yeah. appreciate it. like first like i hit him up and i was like look Here's who I am. First off, like, thanks for everything you've done, man. Like, for sure. much appreciated. And I was like, I have this podcast and, uh, you know, I'm talking to these people on here like yourself and would love to, he was like, yeah, I'll do your podcast. I was like, huh. yes,
0: <laughs> that's a win. Yeah. yeah also yeah, yeah. excited about Justin Rader. I'm definitely gonna be listening. To him. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude. He's up next. He's up at noon. I'm excited.
0: His gym is right down the street from mine. I love it, dude. He's a legend
1: oh he is yeah i'm excited to talk to him anytime i've shared the just been on the mat with him learning from him uh it's it's like it, it's it's impactful it's profound like he's just he's has such a great way of breaking stuff down to explain things
0: yeah for sure and i learned how to like coach my students watching him at tournaments like i'm playing oh okay i see you i see what you're doing there okay,
1: okay. yeah he is he's is an amazing coach that's like one thing i've always uh always admired uh just his intensity and everything he's yeah, competitor sure. too so well right on bro we'll um we'll have to do this again sometime and i'm sure i'll all see right. you uh see you around the circuit and and here and I'll there i'll see you man.
0: in a couple i'll see you in a few weeks at work, okay. so right on bro right on well have a good
1: one man all right man all right take it easy, Kevin. peace